The stuffed monkeys? Yeah, no, no, I'm thinking about monkeys. I wanted to start talking about my theory about monkeys. I had this theory about monkeys the other day where um, I was thinking, you know how they teach monkeys, like chimpanzees and stuff, sign language? You know how they teach them sign language? And I was thinking, like, then they would say in their study, they'd go, well, chimpanzees can speak sign language. They can learn sign language, right? But what if they just found, like, one really intelligent monkey that can learn sign language and talk to it, and then this monkey would be like, don't bother teaching the rest of those idiots sign language. Those guys just just want to throw poo at you, and they think you're they think you're the devil, right? Like they're not interested in higher learning. They're just monkeys, right? Sounds like a government. <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, hey, Paul. Yes, sir. Have you ever uh, have you ever uh, been on my website? Uh, no. No. It's uh, Hall.com. You've been on it? You want me to show it to you? Watch. I'll show it to you. Here, no, I'll switch it. So here we go. There's Live from the Dutch Hall. Oh, fuck. Or, or, darn it. I wrote the church money already. I already oh. said one thing. All right. Wow. Cha-ching. Oh, yeah. We should up that in. to two bucks at least. No, well, it's on. We're at 24 bucks for the church now. <laughs> A buck is good. He's only making 13 cents. <laughs> are you? Are you? Even on? You're not even on. Oh yeah, there you go. Paul. Oh, you did on purpose, didn't you? Yeah, I had Paul off the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> All right, live from the Dutch Hall. You know what he said? If he had him off, he said, "Keep the commercial short because you're only making 13 cents." Oh, that's the news. <laughs> right now, I'm not even going to show you. you. Go on Amazon.com, or you go on my website, and you see the Amazon banners. You click on it, and then you go to deals at the top corner. Yeah. Yeah. You go to deals, and in those in those deals. There is, uh, there's all kinds of stuff. Uh, like you can get, you go into the deal section, you go in on the side panel, there'll be like a percentage off. You can go up to 70% off. You get, you got a, a floor nailer, like, like a, uh, hardwood floor nailer that you got in there. It's for 150 bucks. You can't even beat that. Oh, that's a great deal. That's a great deal. But you, you don't go on amazon.com to get it. What you want to do is go on www.livefromthedutchhall.com. And then hit my Amazon banner, and then you can get that deal. And then what happens is a little bit of that money comes back to me. Like a little bit. A very little bit. A very little bit. Like so. that just was a waste of your time. That cost more than 13 cents right there to give the ad. No, it didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So is that 13 I cents a month? I get an invoice yeah, for my time. <laughs> no, 13 cents is, last, is, the, is an old total now, Ryan. It's an okay. old total. Right now, I, I'm proud to say, I don't know if we have a drum roll on this thing. I probably don't. Let me see. 57 cents. Oh. 57 cents is the grand total of what I'm at now. Okay. Thank you very much. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. You're high roller. <laughs> Let's roll the show. So much. It's minimum wage now. They just bumped it up to 12 bucks, right? I know, so I guess I'm slave labor. Yeah. Scabs. <laughs> well, thank you, everybody, for coming alive to the Dutch Hall, live from the Dutch Hall. Wow, what a nice crowd again. Another week. This is week 14. Week 14. 
And uh, we're calling this one the Hockey Parent episode. We're hoping that we actually sp- talk about it at some point during the, the next hour. We talk about hockey parents in Canada. I'd like to welcome uh, everyone who's a returning listener and uh, welcome my esteemed panel that we brought to discuss uh, hockey parents. In, and so, first of all, I got my guest, um, former NHL um, forward and also Wikipedia uh, verified guest. Too much to my chagrin. No, no, you are on Wikipedia for like two days, weren't you? No, more like two hours. Oh. Two hours I was on there. <laughs> They're on it quick. Hey, well. Yeah, they were like, what the heck is this? We've done, Something bad has happened. <laughs> We've yeah. let this guy be credible for two hours. <laughs> bullshit, Pete. Yeah, well, I agree. <laughs> Anyways, we have Ryan Vandenbush. He's our second time at the Life from the Dutch Hall. So thanks for coming, Ryan. Thanks for having me, Pistol. And we also have a uh, former uh, Bantam Select All-Star, <laughs> weren't you, Paul? Oh, and yeah. Delhi Minor Hockey, uh, Paul Van Dyke. Thanks for coming, Paul. <laughs> and you know what? Well, I find the clapping goes on too long, so I just yeah. stop it with that's the fart. It's a quick noise good. to start with. I can start. It, I can kinda, s- it gets annoying a little bit after a little while. Then, it, then I like it again at the very end. <laughs> I'm older than that with the farts. It's one, of, it's one of those jokes. Most of the time, farts are funny. You just can't help it. And then, uh, but yeah, it does grow old, and then it comes back again. Right. You just keep it up. Yeah. yeah. Um, so today is a real special day. We're spo- I get grief from a lot of my listeners, uh, mostly uh, my female listeners, which. I'm always shocked at how many women listen to my program, and uh, they are actually quite vocal, give me feedback, especially on Facebook, so I really do appreciate it, but uh, the women give me grief pretty consistently. I don't have enough female guests on the show, and uh, once again, so today I tried. I tried to get a, a couple different uh, hockey moms in to give their two cents on the issue, but scheduling didn't allow it, so it's going to be another sausage fest. Maybe in the future we'll have a hockey mom show or something like that, but uh, for today it's... Ho- I sorry, I gotta tell me, tell me, what do you think? I don't understand why you can't get a female hockey mom out here. They got tons to say during a game. (laughs) This would be a perfect time for for them to come and talk. Yeah. Well, I think (laughs) 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 they will be here. They will be here, especially after a challenge like that. Yeah. Well, that's a thing. Hey, I am a hockey mom. Yeah, that's what we all are. (laughs) Oh yeah, I spend most of my time at the rink. You're going to have to get a tiny bit closer, or at least move the, the mic back. Anyways, uh, so today we have two special guests. We have, uh, we have also guests that came to be bartenders for us this evening. They're in the coveted bartender spot, which now I'm thinking is a pretty good, uh, pretty good gig that we have here, and, and specifically assigned to uh, VIPs of Live from the Dutch Hall. We have uh, a former alumni of Episode 4. Uh, which is one of the one-on-one episodes, which I really give high, hold in high regard. And that's uh, Mike Ostapchuk. He's come to, to visit. Thanks for coming, Mike. Thanks, Pete. And we also have, we also have one of, uh, uh, this is a real treat for me, uh, one of what I would call the original superfans, someone that's been with Live from the Dutch Hall from the very beginning, I think we gave him a shout-out very early on because we, I mentioned him as the guy who listens in his in heavy machinery at work or, like, listens at work. Yeah, that's right. And uh, But he's been with me from the beginning and, and, and always encouraged me to keep doing it, so I really do appreciate him being here today. We have uh, Jamie Barham. Thanks for coming, Jamie. Thanks a lot, Pete. Proud to be here. Oh, I'm going to let it go all the way through. 
because this, you are a super fan. No, we the fart. <laughs> Did you want the fart? Is that no? no, no, I was just expecting it. That's all. It's got its own. No, I gave it all the way through. That's a sign of uh, the utmost of respect, eh? When you go all the way through without the fart. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, you guys shit. both got farts. You guys already had an episode. I'm not paying a buck to nothing. <laughs> so, well, I thought before we get started talking about the hockey parents, and we already got uh, the commercials out of the way, and that's basically just visit. Well, oh, you forgot your rap city. Yeah, my Rhapsody, I, I'm losing faith in my Rhapsody because I've... <laughs> <And> keep money. <laughs> <laughs> I've earned zero dollars on that one, and uh, I've asked some of my American listeners to give it a try, but it seems like it's going nowhere, so I think I'm going to be looking for more of a, of a sponsor that's going to suit all of our, all of our uh, listeners rather than just a couple of yeah, them. you don't want to. Just keep it open. <laughs> yeah, i got to find something. So, anyways, we're, we're on the lookout for some more sponsors, so if you want to get a hold of me, uh, live from the Dutch Hall at gmail.com. <laughs> Be happy to put you on the, <laughs> as a sponsor. To, you should get the rooster to ready to jingle with all that. Yeah, like Ooh, shameless plugging. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this week, I was just wanted to touch on a few things that happened this week in the world uh, from the eyes of from myself. Uh, one thing that was interesting that I found this week, it was that they, there was a group of uh, university students from MIT who came up with some sort of algorithm or something like that that uh, determined who the most famous Canadian in the world was, is, is currently. Is there, did you guys hear the story? Did anyone hear the story? I watch the news. No? No. <laughs> so this is good that you haven't heard it. So what would you guess, based on this formula uh, that they cooked up, a bunch of university kids, and it's, uh, who would be the most famous Canadian, in your opinion? Any ideas? Now, this is based on, like, who's... Wayne good. Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky? That's what I, I would say he's probably got to be or near the top. One of the prime ministers. Uh, we're lucky if even the, ki the kids in Canada know Rob the prime ministers, Ford. yeah. <laughs> Rob Ford might be now, yeah. Yeah. It's a current uh, survey. So. I love listening to him. <laughs> yeah, he's a beauty. We came... I just, I just keep liking him more and more. He keeps getting shit on and all this... Or, Darn it! That's two. Ah. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is the third, the third uh, Thursday in Lent, in the Lenten season, and I'm two bucks into the church now. I'm not supposed to swear on these podcasts, but I can say dirty things. There's nothing saying I can't keep the E on the show, right? Like I can. I'm, you guys no. are going to swear, and I've already swore twice, so he's on. Right. So I can say dirty things. I just can't swear, right? That's my. That's the deal. Well, we can swear, right? You can swear all you yeah. want. You can do whatever you want. You're not okay. making the deal to Jesus that I made. <laughs> and how long does this deal go on for? Till Easter. Just till Easter. Okay. That's and then the, the Easter show, I think T-Shirt Club 2 is coming up. <laughs> That's why you <laughs> Just a release, eh? Yeah. It's be, yeah, filthier than the first T-Shirt Club 2. Stay That'd tuned. Be hard to top. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to make up a new word that's even filthier than yeah. the C word, yeah. <laughs> for that one. So, anyways, the long story short, you know who it was? Avril Lavigne. Avril Lavigne was the most famous Canadian, which I think is a load of crap, you know, because there's no way. That's fixed. Well, what, it's, what it states is that 21-year-old university students believe that uh, Google searches or Twitter hashtag mentions or whatever is what determines who's famous and who's not. Like, I mean, if you look, even look at the music industry, you'd have to admit, say Celine Dion or... Um, I don't know, Brian Adams. Brian Adams is huge in England. Like, he's a big deal. Or who else do we have in Canada? They said Jim Carrey was second. But what are you laughing at? What? He's, 
He's famous in England. Brian Adams is good in England. He's not fam- that famous in Canada. <laughs> but he can't win a Canadian yeah. survey at all. No. Yeah, he's sucks. pretty old now. He's he in the... can stay in England. <laughs> cuts like a knife. He cuts like a knife, eh? Is that Brian Adams? Cuts like a knife? Oh, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah? Yeah, cut Brian Adams. I think he might be a bit of a closeted um, gay. Like That's my opinion. Back in the mid-80s? That's my opinion. I don't know if it's slanderous. He's a public figure. I should be able to say that. But I believe. I've heard stories, but I don't know. I, so I, what? <laughs> Who gives a shit? All right. No, I don't, I don't, I'm not judging the guy. I'm just saying I wish he was feel more free to be himself. That's all yeah. I'm saying. He should be happy about it. Yeah. Maybe well, just hey, to... some people just hold it in. They're just miserable for the rest of their life. Just be honest with yourself and let it go. Right. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. You should just be happy about it. And, well, you know, wasting time here. All the, especially because it's your prime years where you could be getting good tail. Ha- <laughs> 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 all right. <laughs> <laughs> where you feel shameful for yourself. By the time you come out of the closet, you're an old. Fat queen, you know, and can't even get anybody. <laughs> Live it up. Yeah, we did. Anyhow, Brian. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> the other point, the other uh, news story that I heard this week that I thought was of interest was um, it was this morning. I was watching Canada Am with my kids, and Canada Am I've talked about it a couple times on the show. I, I, I hate, I, I hate it, but I, I listen to it every day or watch it every day. Uh, it seems like a collection of, of idiots, you know, on that show. And uh, today's news story uh, was one that uh, they started out, they said, uh, water births, water births are, um, there's some shocking studies to come out on water births out of the U.S. And they said a U.S. study shows that water births, uh, which they're all the rage in the, uh, I water guess. Water births. Yeah, to ha- sit in a tub of water, like a warm bath. Or like your a, baby in a tub of water. Yeah, that it's not all it's cracked up to be. They said that new studies have shown some s- shocking evidence to say it may not be the best thing for your baby. And they, they cited the main thing that they said was wrong with it is that there's an increased chance of drowning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what they said on the news. And America said, time talking about that? "Oh yeah, us Canadians, we're not <laughs> able to to figure <laughs> no, this no. out on our own. We had to we had to go to our friends in the south <laughs> to get a research grant so they could put babies submerge like submerge them in water when they come out of their mother's uh, p- private area and learn that area. that there's more chance they're going to drown if there's if they're if when they come out of the mother's vagina they're in the water." Versus coming oh, out of their... I believe that was not on. <laughs> my, I, I rewound it. I rewound it for my kids, and I was like, is this real? Is I this... refuse to... That's why I don't watch the news. <laughs> now, I did read the article uh, afterwards. I read the, read the research afterwards, and it turns out Canada M mentioned just the tip of the... They mentioned the something they that they... They mentioned what they want to mention. Yeah. The real story said there's no, there's no significant difference between one or the other, and that uh, one of the side effects could be drowning because you're in the baby's in submerged in water you know it's like if you if i gave birth to my baby into a fire pit uh, there'd be more chance they would be burned you know <laughs> there's there should be lessons on there should be lessons on is there a college like a common sense college or they miss Mm-mm. i don't understand no there's no common sense college and there's no there should be a course on common sense <laughs> yeah there should be a course on common sense i but say everyone's should... common sense is different i guess no, it's not that common it's... anymore yeah it's no, the more I figure, the more I pay attention to the world, the more I realize it's run by a bunch of it's idiots. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not just is. fucked. Yeah, it is. The closer you get, I think if you like, whatever you hold in high regard, if you think that the White House is the 
that they got their act together. If you had to go work in that White House, you'd be scared to death at how stupid most of the people in that place are. You know, if you whatever you think, UN or like NATO, whatever you think is is a place where smart people go to live, there are there. No one's perf. No one's got everything going for them. Like, didn't they do a study where a lot of these people that are, you know, the one percenters, you know, a lot of these people that are controlling like ninety percent of the the world, pretty much. Like, they're they're a bunch of sociopaths. That's what I. How, they're a study. I can't verify. I don't. I, that's just. What do you hear through? Yeah. You do some searching on the no, internet. I, I read an, an interesting ar- study. I read an article in Reader's Digest one time, and they said that that exact thing. They said that most of the professionals. Did you read on the shitter. No, yeah, my my, my in laws. I did. How do you know that? Yeah, because uh, that's the only scary. I've ever seen. If that's that true stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they said there was a. They said most. They said there's a lot more sociopaths than you think. They came out with the sociopath test and they gave it to a bunch of uh, corporate professionals, and they said that it was something like. Uh, I th- I'm, I'm guessing on the figures, but it was a high number. I think it was in the forty percent range of these professionals were clinically diagnosed sociopaths right yeah and yeah it wasn't quite 50 percent. Right? no but it was a significant I, number yeah, of these good. people were sociopaths and this kind of goes back to actually mike's episode where we talked about people who were addicted to to money and stuff like that and the, the people that get into the corporate world they start to figure out the game and they start to decide how they can manipulate people to achieve their goals within that game and that's classic soci that's right. being a sociopath as far as i'm concerned it's a big game to them yeah i believe i'm a sociopath to be i believe with i you. am yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> we all are <laughs> like to a certain extent you, you try to you, you try to like get but in a good way though you're not you're not there to fuck anybody you're not there to do you, you know right from wrong there's either right or there's wrong yeah i know but it's still the sociopaths be- that are the bad ones are the ones that are trying to de- you know trying to get ahead by maybe possibly hurting somebody right right know? Yeah, and you started to see where people were doing things that were so self-serving, and that was kind of the game you had to get into. And, yeah, I'm, and no. for me, that was part of what I didn't like about somebody, it. It's not worth, you know, it's just not worth it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's brutal. Well, anyways, guys, I think it's right now it's time for feedback. We got feedback because uh, we got lots to talk about with hockey parents. We'll eventually get to it. So let's start this out. We got feedback. <laughs> Feedback. We got feedback. Let's talk uh, today we, or this week. We got lots of feedback. Actually, we are now our iTunes. Uh, iTunes uh, feedback is is uh, at a record number, and uh, we had all five stars, with the exception of one, which I'm going to save to the very end today. Four stars today. It didn't ruin our overall average rating of five stars, which just keep which keeps us on the uh, iTunes front page for now. So if you do, if you haven't gone on iTunes and uh, registered or given a if you're listening to me on iTunes and you haven't given me a uh, rating yet, please go on there. If you can, give five stars and uh, keep us uh, so that people can find us on that front page. So we'd like to thank everybody who gave their feedback this week. We got a few new new lis- listeners that have given feedback that I want to mention. Um, first of all, uh, we have a new guy called the Kosher Pork Chop. The Kosher Pork the Kosher Pork Chop uh, gave us five stars. He said, "Keep it coming." He says, I look forward to listening to Mr. Van Dyke's interesting and humorous takes on life. Thank you very much, the kosher pork chop. Now, I, and 
And I want to tell you, with with I love the, it. I love it. with a like kosher pork chop, I would assume he's a, he's Portuguese because that seems to be a derogatory term to Portuguese. <laughs> and uh, the kosher means that I don't know if he's half Jewish or if he's uh, Portuguese. Jewish Portuguese, probably. Eh? <laughs> but one thing that's come out through other feedback from the show is that that we've been a little tough on the Portuguese over the episodes. I don't personally remember that, you know. And 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 I my history as a child, I was always. Uh, well entrenched in the Portuguese community. I went to Portuguese festivals, did Portuguese dances and stuff, and raffles and that. And uh, I've always enjoyed the Portuguese cuisine and the Portuguese people. So I don't feel we're hard on them at all. But in soccer, I'm not a big fan of them. What? I, 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 love, I love everybody. I don't care if you're green, black, gray, or green. And that's because I like the porch monkeys. But in soccer or in, in hockey, you, wouldn't, you don't like all the, in the gold medal game, you don't like the Swedes very much, do you? I, I, right, like in the game, where, where you were. I, I like the Swedes way better than I like the Russians. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Well, that uh, I would rank them. This is how I'd rank the the, ho- the hockey players. I'd rank or the hockey teams. I'd say Canada's the best, of course. I don't I don't mind the Americans because they play the same style of hockey as can- Canadians do. Then next one, the the European team that plays the most like us, I would say, is the Finns. Would you agree with that? I'm listening to fucking Paul's chirping in the back. <laughs> Oh, yeah. What was that last question? Sorry. Yeah. Who would you say would be the most the European team that plays the most like Canadian style hockey? Uh, that that would be the European. That would be Finland. Finnish. The Finland team. Sweden. Yeah. And then and then all well, the Czechs. Or, uh, or the, the Czechs s- are up there. But um, the worst are the Russians. They play their own style. It's the yeah, most the, different. The Russians, from us. Are, you know, overall, I I, I rank them as. You know, and you can't paint them all with the same paintbrush, but there's a lot of Russians I like the less Swedes. But overall, I like the Finns the best. Yeah, me too. Swedes. They played a great tournament, too. pretty good. Russians, they're in their own little own world there. I like the Slovaks better than the Czechs when I watch them play. Yeah? I think because they're more underdogs, that's why. But then the Czechs beat us in that one Olympics, and it always stung. And that shootout, whether they didn't put Gretzky in, do you remember that? Yeah, yes. Was that Nagano? That always burns my butt. Anyways, that's uh, from the kosher pork chop. We're going to go on. We got uh, Keep It Coming. Oh, so that was from the kosher pork chop. So Bright Futures from Crown the Lion. This is from uh, Crown the Lion, Mike Bow. He gave us five stars again. These It was referring to the last episode, which was uh, March break. And uh, he says, these kids have given us hope for, the, for our old age as they seem to be so bright and creative. Matty Ball made your prior musical guests sound like amateurs, which was them. Also, I think Lucas Charters and our uh, guitar player, Murr, could make one hell of a collaboration someday. Great work, Pete. Five stars. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> and we got Conroy123, our Jamaican listener, which uh, he said, uh, Pete Mon, the pick-me-on-your-show were delight. Thank you very much, Conroy. <laughs> Always a pleasure. Five, five stars as well for Conroy. And who am I missing here? Oh, good stuff. Five stars from Jack Hammer That Thing. Says, great job. Great guess. But that Conroy123 better stay on the beach and not get a work visa for the summer because it sounds like Pete might track him down. And that is true. Thank you for looking out for me. Uh, Jack Hammer That Thing. (laughs) What about the little guy? Well, that's what we're ending up with. And uh, I got to tell you... um, I got to tell you about uh, the Haitian dwarf. 
And the Haitian Dwarf and I, we've been uh, we've been in this thing since the beginning. He's been there since day one. He, much like yourself, Barney, I would say the Haitian Dwarf and yourself have been true super fans from the beginning. But the Haitian Dwarf gives me harsh criticism. and it's Sometimes, fit- yeah. Yes, he does. He's given me four stars once before, and Mike was from your episode, to be honest with you. You've got to sit here and face the music. You're here to listen to that. <laughs> and the other, the other one he gave me four stars on was the last week's episode, March Break. And as, and I take this very seriously that I need to do something to improve it. He doesn't, he didn't, it was not up to par in far, as far as the Haitian dwarf is concerned. And his comments were, I'm going to open this up. He says, uh, as another, uh, as another critic commented, one of the entertaining aspects of this program is its occasional offensiveness. Although this may seem difficult to do while not swearing, some may consider it a challenge. I did enjoy this week's episode, however, and I've come up with a joke of my own. So he's saying, you know, he understood that I had a challenge without swearing. I guess this week, you know, I've, I've sworn a couple times, but so I have the same challenge. Yeah, I will when I'm done talking. And also, there's a bartender, too. They're, they're, that's their job. So don't get up and, like, and get drinks. That's what they're here for. To say <laughs> Swing a finger, I'll, I'll get it for it's you. It's distracting, right? Look at the beard on. So the Haitian, the Haitian dwarf wrote this joke. You ready for this joke? Yeah. He wrote this joke, and he wanted to write a clean joke. He wanted to write a joke that he could say on the air, respecting my Lenten promise to Jesus. And the joke was, what's the difference between a clever dwarf and an STD? One is a stunning, or one is a cunning runt. One is a cunning runt. Right? That's the joke. So it's clean. Uh, ter- what's the other one? Well, I don't like that. I, well, I think the joke is fine, but I, but I rewrote it. I rewrote it because I thought it was a little, it lacked a little bit. This way, I think this joke would be better. Instead of saying one is a stunning runt, or no, sorry, instead of saying what's the difference between an intelligent dwarf and an STD, I would write it this way: uh, What's the difference between an intelligent, a t- intelligent dwarf? I'm gonna start that again because I already screwed it up. What's the difference between an intelligent dwarf and a diseased, dripping, oozing? pus-filled vagina right and then one is a stunning runt i think that one's more that's better because there's it's more gender specific you know what it's doing exactly because the other one i had to st- i stopped for a bit i had to figure it out i i switched the two front ladders i tried to figure it out i'm like ah oh, running you know huh but how did i know it was running like you know how did i know it was even a girl that had the std or <laughs> that that's the symptoms of it but if i mention that it's an oozing you know, pus-filled vagina, then you kind of get the point, yeah, right? That goes to the point. For yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's Haitian Dwarf. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. But, like, I... <laughs> yeah, like a rewrite once in a while. It wouldn't hurt. <laughs> Anyways, that one's feedback. We got feedback. Thank you for the Eggermeister, Paul. I'm going to have a little shot here, and then we'll get into hockey parenting. Hey, Barney. Ah, that's delicious. Well, it is. Bucky up here. So, guys, uh, we asked you here today with the premise being hockey parents. You guys are both hockey parents, right? Yep. Uh, Paul, you have uh, one son in hockey, right? Yep. And, Ryan, you have a son and a daughter that are playing minor hockey right now? Yep. Also, Ryan, you coach a junior hockey team as well as a head coach. And I imagine you've seen a few hockey parents in your career of uh, – or you've seen the hockey parents uh, behave badly and, and, and well – all sorts since since you've been a little kid till you were in the NHL. You still would run into parents even at the pro level, wouldn't you? That were still. No, you don't see them really. Even like, uh, would you see parents that acted as managers very often or as? 
Those are the usually one like the Eric Lindros parents. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah, they hear about it in the paper all the time because they're usually crazy. The ones that do that. But you never, you never had a. The you one, the, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, no, no, you usually got an agent that's looking after your stuff. The best thing the parents can do is just drop them off at the rink and, and leave for the most part. <laughs> you gotta get a bit closer. Um, but uh, so yeah, I was gonna say what I wanted to start out with saying when you when you, you get your kids into hockey. Um, the way I looked at it was there's probably three three reasons why you'd want to get your kid into hockey, right? Or three types of ways that your kid would get into hockey. Like, the first of all, you probably have parents who, you know, had a good time playing hockey as a child or as a, you know, through their lifetime. And they, they really just wanted their kids to have the same opportunity to have that same kind of pleasure playing the game. So they sign their, they introduce hockey to their kids and see if they'll like it, right? Then you have parents that's who... A, that's a great one right there. Yeah, that's probably a large... That's a great reason for your kid to play, yeah. That's why I put my kids in hockey. Yeah, that seems yeah, like probably... I, I'd say that's probably the majority of people that's, are. That's right. That's the majority for sure. And then uh, you probably would also have parents that were like... Uh, they had their kids who were, um, who were just hockey nuts and were hockey, hockey, hockey all the time. And as much as they kind of wanted to steer them away from hockey, you know, they just... There's no denying the fact that they were... They enjoyed it, and they would. They felt almost obligated to put their kids in hockey because their kids were so um, yeah. Because they see nuts. it on TV all the time. It's a you know yeah. They see it on TV. Sport. They see their parents, their friends they at school. Live their dream through something that they couldn't do, so they want the best for their kid. And, right. That's that's you know, more that's, the they're just living their dream through their kid, and they're putting too much pressure on their fucking kid. Well, that's a third kind. That's a, that's pro- uh, that's that's what I say. The first, the other ones, like you say, you you don't really care about hockey. But your kid's like hockey nuts, and then you put your kid right. in hockey. I know a couple of friends of mine that have had that, where they were like, "I didn't, re- they didn't really want to put their kids in hockey, but their ho- kids were in the basement with." You got to give them the opportunity. Yeah, right? like I like, want my kids to learn every sport. Right? Paulie, you want to put yeah. your, your kids are playing baseball. My my kids are playing soccer in the summertime. You got to at this age, from the time they're like four to. 12, 14 years old, you want to experience as many Every, sports as you can, and then what, they're going to find one that they really like and just let them play the one they really like. If they want to yeah. go to ballet, send them Yeah, to ballet. whatever it is, man. Swimming lessons, yeah. all right, fine, swimming lessons. Like, Spencer won't play hockey, but swimming yeah. lessons he loves. Yeah. So, yeah. swim lessons it is. That's Logan, right. Logan, yeah. he's lives, sleeps at Red Lake, mini sticks all day, gets off the bus, plays Xbox hockey, goes to hockey, plays hockey, hockey, yeah. hockey, hockey. You know what I think would for be like a, six months, six. She's like too long. Man. We start way too early. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Right? That's the thing about like think about hockey parents. It's like, oh. and that's the thing about where I I'm. Paul said to me when I asked him on here, he's like, "Are you gonna sit there and trash me the whole time for spending all my time in the arena, calling me stupid or whatever?" And and I'm like, "No, definitely not. I just because my kids, I I had one daughter that played hockey one year, uh, actually with your kids, right? And um, and she liked it enough, but she would, she had the opportunity that she'd either go into a theater group that she was in or she would do hockey again. So she had to make the decision. She chose the other one, and I respect that decision. But then as I, because I'm not in that lifestyle, like uh, I watch the commitment that other parents who are in that lifestyle, like the stuff they have to go through, like holy mackerel, like uh, not just the time, but the – well, not just the expense, but the time, you know, like – it costs a lot to play the game, and then you also have to like give rush up almost every. The parents leave should be a half hour early from work, rush yeah. home, get the kids to the rink, and 
for the game an hour before the game, right? Like, ho holy, it's, it, it's you got to give yeah, her tournament hands. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of red ball. So, so natu <laughs> naturally, you want your kid to do well because of the time commitment, right? Yeah, well, and and that's how some people think too, right? Well, I you know, think now, okay, too. now my, I got my kid in hockey. Now, now he likes it. Now he better work his ass. You know, then some. That's how some get a little crazy, but. Well, we build. We spend hours building an ice rink yeah. outside because we're crazy. Yeah, well, we are nuts. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> right? We just want the opportunity for the kids. If it's yep. there, they can take it. If it's not, take they it run with it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's there as long as it's there. It's gonna, like that video you showed us of Minz's kids. Like that's because it's there. Right. They're they love it, man. They got they're you shouldn't like have to that, tell right? your kid to go out there and skate, or yeah. you shouldn't have to do nothing. Like we like didn't that. get kicked off of practice yesterday, right? Uh, hockey practice, yeah. and the kids were out there for an extra hour. Like parents were pulling their kids off you because they had to get going. Yeah, yeah. Like you haven't ate supper yet. Nothing. Like get in the car, let's go well, home. That's why I think it was like pulling the teeth. Yeah. The kids yeah. wouldn't come off the ice, yeah. but that's because they love it. So yeah. you got to root for them. I root for them. Yeah. Right. Every game. <laughs> right to the last minute, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Um, that's another thing, too. We I looked at on YouTube a whole bunch of... Uh, thanks, Barney. Appreciate it. Um, so I, I looked at YouTube for a bunch of videos of hockey parents, and I found a bunch. I posted one on my Twitter account on my Facebook, uh, like a hockey mom who was watching, like, squirt hockey. I don't know where it was, but she's, like, running up and down the glass, you know, just kind of, like really really in, engaged and into it and running up and down the glass and and people were videotaping her because she they thought her as being a freak or a, or a crazy woman right which probably was somewhat valid right but if you really look at what she's doing in that particular case she's just really enthusiastically cheering on and hoping for a kid to do well and excited about her kid being in this game or whatever and uh i think that it's you know, as much as it is kind of like not conventional or not like something that's easy to watch if you're not that person, because it's kind of like embarrassing. It's not that she's actually doing anything bad. It's not like she's like yelling at the referee or call, yelling at the coach. Or where'd you pull the story off? It's just on uh, on YouTube. There's yeah. a hockey mom that they showed. Uh, she's just running like as a play was going on. I just want to get a clear picture. She's of my head she's she's exactly outside she the glass. Doing. She's outside the glass, like. Uh, uh, like standing uh, in the stands or down by the no, like like right on the, the boards. I, I at ice level too, yeah. or in the stands. At ice level or in the stands. Ice level. Ice level. Ice level. Okay. She's right at ice level against the glass. Right. Right. And as her kids are like going up and down the ice, she's, she's kind of like with the kid, running with the kids as the kids skate, and she's going up and down, and like stick handling and shooting and stuff like with well, she's no obviously stick a, in hand. But she's like right fries. into the game. She's very much into the game. She's obviously yeah. a few fries short of Happy Meal, man. She's she seems. Do that. I don't know. I don't agree with that. You don't. Just, you don't need to run with your kid like that. No. Well, no, your no, no, kid no. is on the ice, skating, playing hockey. You play sit up game. in the stands and you watch the game. Yeah, and you, you got that's it. I mean, you know, well, I can't. Oh, I would hate bad to be a ref. Calls, Let a me tell call. you. See, you always watch it from down on the ice from the bench. I get the perspective this year. I uh, step back. I don't need to coach. There's uh, full capable guys coaching my kid and. Is I love it. I get to go up in the stands, not care about nothing. That's a long time. So that's yeah, it. That is well, a lot. So a we got we had some technical difficulties there. Paul was talking about being a being a this year not being a coach, just being a, a parent up in the stands, and then all of a sudden something happened bad, and then we lost our feed altogether. And now I'm screaming in the microphone. So what we did though, in the meantime, what wasn't on tape 
was uh, that we had shown the YouTube video of that crazy hockey mom going up and down the glass. And the, the, the verdict was, if you want to see this video, you can go on my my YouTube page or like uh, Pete Van Dyke's YouTube page or Facebook page, or you can go on my Twitter account at the Dutch Hall on Twitter, and you can see this video that we're talking about. But this woman is very enthusiastic. We, Ryan, what was your determination? Well, I, I confirm what I said earlier. I think she's crazy. That's not what you said. <laughs> what did I say? I think she's fucking crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I think nuts, yeah. yeah. She's nuts. But you also, yeah. And I, I think she was a fan. That's it. Yeah. She's a and crazy also, fan, though. Like, yeah, that's gold like, medal That's game. serious super fan, though. But I tell you, if I was a kid on that team, seeing my mom acting like that, I don't think I'd want to come to the rink. But if that was just overtime in, like, the gold medal Olympic yeah, like that's like, like overtime, waiting for the goal to right? be scored, like me, crazy man. mom for sure. And when your kid scores, it'd be like the dad balling in the stands. <laughs> yeah, I rock it too. <laughs> you also didn't didn't you mention also uh, that you thought that maybe that woman would be pretty good in the sack. <laughs> She's probably one of those like yeah. I don't think you'd want to marry her though. It does look like she has a lot of energy. <laughs> I don't think you'd want to have her as a mother either. But she'd probably be really wild. She probably could cook up a few good moves. Oh, Is that what you're saying? Right. <laughs> That's what Mike said. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we can blame everything on Mike. Yeah, There's yeah. no microphone. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> this is terrible. It's your fault. <laughs> so, uh, hey, Barney. Uh, I, I was saying, like, you know, we talk a lot about bad hockey parents because it's easy to talk about the crazy ones, right? But uh, I want to talk a little bit about the good ones. There's one, there's one story that I always think about, about the perfect example of, like, the best hockey parents, about hockey parents that I really admire. And uh, it was from this guy that I tree planted with back in uh, uh, back in my university days. My first year of university, we went tre- I went tree planting afterwards, and there was this guy who was a who was a goalie that played up in Sault Ste. Marie, and he he was a pretty good goalie. Played in junior hockey up there, and I remember he got traded to one of the all native teams. So this guy was like a white guy, and he got traded to an all native team up in Sault Ste. Marie, and played goalie for him. So everyone on the team was native except for their goalie, who was this white guy. That was a friend of mine. And this guy was kind of like, he loved um, Ron Hextall, like Billy Smith, that style of goalie. He was a bit of a scrapper. He was like a little tiny guy, like probably 130 pounds soaking wet, like a little tiny guy, but like tough as nails and really, really aggressive in as a goalie, right? Like You know that kind of guy? Yeah. And um, so one time he's miserable playing for this native team because the team hates him. They're all re- they're pretty racist. They they had like they would always like if he had a bad game they they'd call him like Snowflake and Snow White. And how how old are these kids? Junior hockey, like, yeah, ju- like seventeen to twenty one. Yeah, seventeen to twenty one. So it was right. You know, he was in that age rate, probably like eighteen, nineteen years old. His parents were like salt of the earth t- kind of parents. Um, oh, I'm okay with. Thanks. And uh, his parents were like these salt of the earth kind of parents, and they never. Um, they never said a word in the crowd. They'd always just bring him to the rink. He was really enthusiastic about hockey. He really liked. He went crazy for it, and uh, they were always just really supported him in his like desire to play or whatever. And so they they'd sit quietly at every one of his games. So one game he was having a particularly bad game in net, and everyone that skated he he let in a couple soft goals that he was he himself wasn't too happy with. So he was pretty miserable. This is how I remember the story. I apologize to him if he's listening and I'm telling it wrong because it's his story, not mine. But like, he let in a couple soft goals, so he was pretty miserable. And his team was, like, letting him have it. Like, his team was letting him have it, like, calling him whitey and, like, you know, like, uh, 
call him a sieve and kind of like uh, being kind of snarky to him. So he's getting kind of ticked off. And uh, someone from the other team skates past his crease. He wake, he he lashes out, takes his goalie stick, and smashes him like in the back of the calf. You know, the other team. Yeah, the other team gets a penalty, right? And uh, his team's go like nice one, like you know, giving him a hard time about that one now because he got a penalty. And then uh, so the next guy that skates by, he does the same thing again to him. Like he's even more ticked off now. So the captain of the team who plays defense comes over uh, and talks to the goal to my friend who's a goalie and says hey coach says cool it right <laughs> coach says cool it and uh my friend proceeds to tell his captain to go f himself because like he don't want to give money to the church anymore right so uh so he he kind of like says like you're you're you, you're you suck anyways and kind of spits at him or whatever and goes skates back to the blue line well the player his captain of the his captain team. The captain of the team said, you suck anyways and spit on him? Mm-hmm. Wow. And when did That's this happen? His, How long ago? Is, is this a real story? Is it's in ni- an early 90s. Like okay. more on, or yeah. late, yeah, like uh, early 90s, you know, 91, 90. Beat out of perm. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's when you had your it perm. It would have grown right. out by yeah. then. It I had my grown. perm then, too. Already <laughs> 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 the mullet it got, it got shaved off, though, real quick. The you had the mullet perm, perm right? The mullet yeah. perm? Yeah. But it made a the side shaved, shaved up and everything, Bushy? No, my head, whole head was fucking shaved right fucking down, <laughs> except for, like, the... The not mullet. The, no, no, the, the back was shaved. It was like a reverse mohawk. It was shaved right down the middle with hair... And then my above my ears were all shaved. It was terrible, but like the animal, like uh, Hawk and Animal. Yeah, yeah, Legion yeah. of Doom. Yeah, Doom. yeah. <laughs> That's right. it was awful. But anyway, sorry. Go on. I like how I have someone that understands my. I'm interested in the story wrestling. here. This is good. I used to watch it all the time. In not good, actually. <laughs> so, anyways, so my friend, I, I'm careful not to use his name, but my friend is really ticked off. So my he's his uh, captain lines up at the blue line to take the face off. Well, he's steaming mad, steaming mad. Finally has enough. Skates to the blue. Skates to the blue line. Grabs his captain. Turns him around and punches him in the face. He's wearing a full mask, but punches his face mask up into his nose and bloodies his captain's nose like pretty bad. And uh, the team has to pull him off of the captain, and he is rapidly traded off of that team. Right. Wait, so this Wait, is, who, this, this is the this, captain. I made this close. An eighteen-year-old goalie. I would have right. white goalie, goalie playing all native team. All native and team. And Sault Saint Marie. Yeah. And it's junior. It's not junior A because they were half visors back then. No, no, it would it would be like lower level, tier two or yeah. junior B. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like Coach, it's not. It's not. Coach that, says cool it. it. It doesn't really <laughs> matter, I guess, what level it is. You just you don't treat your own players that way. Number one, especially right. if you're a captain. But his reaction to punch his captain out in the middle of a game is probably not the oh, that's right course action. Though. I think that's great. <laughs> right. I would have kept the goalie for sure. The, no, I think it went too long. As soon as he spit in my face or spat in my face, whatever, yeah. I would have went right after him. Right. I don't know if that's it was in his brutal. face, but it was kind of at him. Like maybe on the ice in front of him or whatever. Oh, it wasn't in his face. Terrible. But it was still like it was an insult to him. And he, he had just yeah. had enough. It was like weeks or months of being treated like this so uh he was traded off of that team back to another team because of course you know they didn't feel that was gonna be something that they could fix in the dressing room and uh so the first day where he had to go as a goalie of another as an opposing team to play in that same rink in the native rink his parents who had been to every single one of his games since he's been in like tyke or beginner or whatever it was back then uh drove him to the front of the arena uh, they had one of those, like, uh, I think they had the glove box where you press the button and the trunk would yeah. pop. 
They stayed in the in the vehicle, his mom and dad, pressed the trunk pop and thing, said, uh, go get your equipment, have a good game, right? And he's like, aren't you coming in? And his dad said, you made your bed, now go sleep in it, is what he said to him. <laughs> and he dropped them off, at the, they dropped them off at the game about 20 minutes early. Yeah. <laughs> That, like, make it here. Hopefully you make it to the rest of the room. <laughs> yeah. So he's got to sit around in the, like, the concession area of the arena where your equipment's just sitting out there by the concession booth, you know, and all the rest of the opposing team, who which was his old team, is coming in, and he's just standing there by himself because his team hasn't showed up yet, and the other team's filing in going, like, what are you doing here? And he's like, hey, hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> I play against you tonight. Yeah. <laughs> How's it going, right? <laughs> and... And, uh, well, he said he got through it. He said it was pretty tense, you know, those tense oh, 20 bet. minutes of him sitting there and waiting for them to, like, kill him, right? That's but, a good hockey dad, eh? But, like, his hockey dad is like, dad <laughs> really right. sleeping it. Yeah. yeah. Like, I also think about my, uh, aunt, my, my Aunt Joanne. I don't know if a, but one time my cousin Kyle, who's a super fan of the show, he was uh, playing a game where he ended up punching a goal, like, fighting a goalie. And she was just so ashamed. The way home, she couldn't stop. <laughs> I wish Kyle was here to tell the story. But maybe one time we'll come on and he'll tell the story where he he got in a fight with a goalie. And uh, his mom was just so ashamed that he had <laughs> scrapped the goalie. Like, she couldn't even talk, stand to talk to him on the way home. <laughs> well, the McCallum brothers were both playing. One was in Dover. One was in Norwich, I think. And they fought center ice. and Two brothers. Like two the Civil brothers. War, eh? Right, right. Center ice. And the parents just got up and walked out, right? <laughs> I don't were know. That's, a, that's just what I heard. But. but they weren't really mad at each other, probably. They were probably just doing oh, it for the Spartan sport of it, right? Mike? No, yeah, just for the sport. They yeah, love we, hockey. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, they just, just just because they enjoyed it. Yeah, we're really going crazy on this show. I don't know. I hope the sounds okay, because we've got a new whole new level of like weirdness on this on our sound. So if it sounds bad, I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, it's hearing a buzzing noise. Yeah, that's just our headphones. So let me just. Uh, we All right, we're back. This is this has been a weird show. It's so been a- we could delete stuff if we need to. <laughs> yeah, you can, but I don't know. I don't want to. I like it like this better. When we just talk. Oh, foot in the mouth. Well, how, like a- how, did you, how did you? How did you do without? Uh, how, we, we had a March break with our kids. We we left this cold neck of the woods for ten full days, pretty much. How was your trip? Oh, I had a great trip. A sunny South Day. It was a great trip. Um, then back to hockey as soon as we got home. <laughs> really, right back at it. No, no, we were in hockey there though. We caught a Tampa Bay game. Oh yeah, Florida. see, yeah. but in the kids playing mini sticks on the beach, like we had to hide <laughs> the mini classic. sticks for like <laughs> classic Canadian. When uh, we vacation, first got eh? to the beach, we all had mini sticks and we all like kind of hid them behind the couch because hoping we, they weren't wouldn't find them. Like, right, grab a yeah. boogie board. Like, yeah. come on, let's do something other than hockey because you don't want to. Right? You can't burn the kids out. They can't be hockey, hockey, hockey. It burns us out. Imagine what the, they're playing. Yeah. I'm just rooting for them. Yeah. Rushing home from work, trying to feed them. And Jesus, I got three of them. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Takes a bit to get to the rink, right? <laughs> but it's all worth it in the end. Yeah. You know, that's the thing about, you remember uh, Chris Legion? You know Chris Legion? <laughs> yeah. Left the, I don't know him. But... but he left the game of hockey a, a period of time. I just read an article uh, about him because there was another there was another player who i think had uh i don't know if he committed suicide or whatever it was a young player out of quebec i think that uh he got cut from a team for smoking marijuana or something like that mm, i heard about that and then the, he, the kitchen rangers i did just he? heard about that and then he just and then he ended up committing suicide that is bullshit 
Yeah, it's a terrible right. story. And Chris Legion uh, uh, spoke out to say Cut from the team. He was one of the best players on the team. It doesn't matter if yeah, you're yeah. the fucking fifth liner. Yeah, yeah. You know, you you, you just talk with a kid and you, you you mentor him. You don't just cut him from the team. Yeah, get him back on the straight yeah. now and, and you know, focus like him. Make, a yeah, bit. just he was focused. He was just smoking a little weed. Well, maybe that's what he needed to. Like, <laughs> he yeah, was focused. He wasn't doing anything wrong. In my opinion. No, no. Uh, we're so manipulated that right? weed like, is such a bad thing, and it's you know. Well, could they say the same thing about drinking to? kids like you know you that's cut up from right. a team for drinking i guess if it's the rules it's the rules you gotta live within you them, know right? what I, I would be okay with that rule if they did the same thing with alcohol yeah you know alcohol is killing more people than weed is right i agree with that but you know what uh, the point of the of chris legion's story was that he said that he understood <coughs> that what the guy was going through because when you're on that train of go 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 like 100 percent of your time spent in hockey like you know like there's there's guys that are playing AAA that are playing more games than the, than people in the NHL play, you know. Like a like I know a, friends of mine who had their kids in AAA who were playing like 84 games a year, you know, like more than yeah with tournaments and everything. Yeah, with tournaments and everything, like you're playing more than you do in the pros. So like these kids are so um, like they live and breathe the hockey. They play winter. They play like summer hockey, spring hockey. You know, they play AAA all year long tournaments when they can. They got speed you know speed skating and and uh, all these conditioning camps and dry land training for hockey and it's all hockey 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 12 months a year from the time they're like seven or eight years old to the time they're 18 and they're just burned out and, they're, and then when wow. they get when they loot when they've did all this effort to make it to the pros and all of a sudden one little hiccup in the road like that comes they think it's the end of the world and do something drastic and what chris legion was saying is that uh, you know, it's not the end of the world. It's just a game. And, you know, like, if you would have told... He's playing in Sweden, I think, now, in the, or Swi Switzerland. I, I'm sorry about the mix-up there. Cause, mm -hmm. But he's playing somewhere in Europe, and he's uh, and he said, if you would have told me after I went, played for the Canadian Juniors and won a gold medal, that I'd be playing in the, you know, Swedish Elite League or the Swiss League or whatever he's playing in, I'm sorry that I don't know. And I would have said that'd be a terrible fate for me, you know, because I was destined for the NHL. I was drafted by Columbus or whoever he was drafted by, and uh, you know, I should have been an NHL player. And by all rights, he probably should have been. But then he, at 19 years old, stepped away from the game of hockey because he was burned out and needed a, to kind of like get himself right in the head. And he was that was seen as weakness by the league, and he was kind of like blackmarked, you know, that you know this guy might be a little flaky or might you know you might not be able to rely on him and uh really what the guy did was probably more mature than what the rest of the people are doing he got himself right in the head and now he's playing over in europe and he says he's happy with his place he's able to make a living doing what he enjoys doing and he's got his he's, he's probably in switzerland he's got his I'm head here, right you think he's in switzerland yeah probably is i should probably do a I quick probably, search yeah. i don't no, know if we'll I, lose technical yeah i can't do so it maybe michael do it yeah as soon as he Mike. touches the computer <laughs> yeah. Chris playing right now. can you do a can you do a search on your phone do you have reception yeah, yeah. here can you do a, a search for chris legion and just see where he plays he's just, a smart kid you know he, he's doing something he loves to do and he doesn't need all the pressures of playing in the nhl but the one thing i wish i did when i was playing pro hockey was you meet a lot of interesting people along the way along the journey and i, I wish i would have 
you know, and I was told to do this. I just was too stupid to listen. You know, collect business cards and 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 make little notes on them uh, uh, along the process and keep those contacts because one day you might need them. Yeah. No, yeah. you were just too busy working out <laughs> and working That's your right. ass off. That's and right. fucking I wasn't thinking about life after hockey. You, you weren't. You didn't. You were working your balls off Get to me be on there. The ice. That's right. Yeah. Let me on the ice, coach. Let me on the ice. Pat me on the back. I'm gone. Right. Yeah. You're. Right, and you've had to fo- you had to pour everything you had into it. Like you ate, you you ate right. You worked out. Like, well, that's what I was afraid of. If you couldn't, if I couldn't just focus on that alone, I wouldn't have made it. And I and I had to do, you know, you have to do what you got to do. Yeah, you have to totally to, focus to one hundred percent. But without fucking anybody. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You but know, if you would have worked hard, it was, it was all about working hard and and believing in it and and going after it. So right, simple. But if you would have went into it as a kid and said, you know, my focus right now while my body's able to handle it is to, to play, obviously. But I don't want to look at hockey as a eight-year career. I want to look at it as a 25-year career. Then you'd have to be looking at how can I learn along the way and how I can develop coaching chops, how I can develop leadership chops, how I can develop, you know, like how I can learn from all these people that are around, develop contacts to get further or deeper into the game. You could learn about the you know color commentary or you could learn about you know like uh sorry about broadcasting or you could learn about uh uh you know what i mean like coaching and all that stuff then you could be saying like well this will set me up for this and set me up for this and then look at it long term but at the time you're so focused because you have to put so much of your effort into just staying on keeping your spot on that roster you know you, you kind of like don't think long term you're thinking just about staying there like tomorrow like can i stay on the roster tomorrow you know like yeah. it's a day it's a, it's a day by day. like for m- me it's a little different because i was a fourth line fifth liner i was either playing or i was, I was on the uh, in the press box but if, you know every day I could, if i had a bad practice i could probably get away with that if i had another bad practice now the red flags are up if i had a third back practice and then i had a bad game I'm out of there. But some of these guys got so much money invested into them. You know, they're making two, three, four million dollars. It doesn't matter if you send them down to the minors, they're still going to make that kind of money. Yeah, know? yeah. So then you, so, they, they can kind of get away yeah. with having a Like, few I was very expendable. You know, I, I could have been gone like that. It's the difference between a two-way and a one-way contract, right? Like if That's you right. get sent down to the minors, you still get paid what you signed for. Yeah, you want, your goal is to get a one-way contract. So, you, you know, if, if you... It doesn't matter if you're in the NHL or the minors, you're still going to get your, you know, your half a million bucks or yeah. whatever it is, you know. But if you're on a two-way contract and you're at the NHL, you, you may make your half a million bucks, but if you get sent down to the AHL, you're going to make 55,000 bucks. You know, it's a big difference. Yeah, yeah. So my biggest mistake. You're going to save them that money so yeah, they got an incentive almost to send you down. After five years, I was finally on a one-way contract, and then that summer, I thought, you know, I, I got a little cocky and confident, probably cocky, not cocky, but I was overconfident that I was going to make the team because they had the money invested in me to, well, I went to training camp, I was a little, little overweight in Chicago, 1999, or 1998 season, and, and uh, I never made a team, Dirk Graham was a coach on it, and I, I was just, I just couldn't believe it, you know, down to the minors. 
Really? Then, but every season after that, you were like the best fit guy in camp. Well, you, yeah, you learn. <laughs> you learn. <laughs> it takes that one time, hey, right? Control what you can control. Don't yeah. worry about the shit you can't. And you can only sting them once. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, if that, you didn't learn from it, that's not good. Oh, I was. Oh. If you didn't learn from it, then then, yeah, then you, you didn't learn. deserve to be there, right? That's right. So, like, I was. Uh, I, 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 this. I, this was the first show I had opened it up to our listeners, or actually on Twitter. I, I have Twitter questions for the first time ever, so we're getting closer to the end of the show here. So I just wanted to go with our Twitter questions because, actually, it wasn't a listener of ours. It was just a guy who found me on Twitter, and I asked the question, if anyone had anything to add to uh, the show... That the they most could. Unorganized fucking mess you ever seen, eh? I'm not good with papers. I'm not good with papers. Obviously. So I put it on Twitter. I said, if you guys want, you, I'm doing a show on hockey parents, looking for guest suggestions, questions, listeners. And I did hashtag hockey parents. And I got a guy called the crazy hockey parent. And he came up with a couple of suggestions. The one, the one before I get into it, he said, maybe you should make a mention of the people that you have to look at. And this is the thing with me. For me, my daughters do not play hockey, and uh, I'm not too upset about that. It's a shameful thing to say as a Canadian, but I'm not too upset to say my daughters don't play hockey. I'm actually very relieved because of the amount of commitment that it takes to be a good hockey parent. Like I give you all the credit in the world for what you do, but I'm so happy I don't have to do it. And the reason's not that I don't want to put in the work for my kids. I would definitely do it for my kids. The part that really bothers me is the fact that you guys, no matter what you do, you got to like you sign up for a ho- hockey team and you get there and you have like what do you got 20 parents or 15 parents 15 yeah. 14 15 yeah. or 14 different parents your friends for 6 months 6 months of the year for the next like 15 yeah. years or whatever you play hockey for like whatever like well, even yeah, 10 years 7 years old till the time you're uh, 17 midget you're what 14 15? No, you're 15. 21. We're playing over age. Half a year for the next eight years, these are your friends. These are the people you're going to spend all your time with. So if you have have lunatics, well, no, you're lucky if you get them good, but if you you, don't get them good. I know where you're going with this story, and I'm just going to say this real quick just to get to the point. You don't have a bunch of lunatics. You have a a majority of the parents that you have are great parents, like 98% of them. There's always just one or two of them that are a little bit loopy. Right. They think their kid's going to fucking, you know get to that next level you know you, nothing's gonna stop them and it, you, no matter what you do you just can't make them happy and those are the parents that are usually n- like 90 percent <sighs> 90 90 percent of the parents are just there because they either love hockey and they want their kid to love it or their kid loves it yeah. and they just have to be there to take their kid and about 10 percent are the ones that want to relive their life uh, through their kid what, there's like, like yeah, five yeah, percent very of them small that percentage think their kids kind. are gonna make the show, and that's what they focus on. There, he's gonna make the NHL. Just let your kid have fun, and if he makes the NHL, like that's great. I think right. we all right? think that though. You, know, you hope it for your kid. You wish it for your kid. You wish he could be that great, right? Yeah. But, yeah. The but, first first day, Paul, uh, sign your kid up for hockey. Your head yeah. was thinking. NHL, this kid's gonna right. make the NHL. Oh yeah, right. Sure. right? The first day that you ever signed your kid up for uh, for minor league hockey, you were right. thinking. And I still think Logan's blind and deaf, so he can play for Team Deaf Canada, right? I just think it's incredible that he's even on the ice. So like, I'm I'm number 15's biggest fan for sure. He's and one of uh, most improved this year. Oh. I already let the cat out of the bag before the bank. Oh, really? we wanna, oh, don't let your kids listen to the episode. Yes, for <laughs> sure. But he, yeah. he's, get, he's gave her everything he's got. He loves the game. He's going to improve. But he's got an avenue. He can go play for 
Team Deaf Canada. Well, at least try out, right? Where sure. other kids don't get to, which if I can get him to that point that he's good enough to try out, like, well, yeah, I'll, well, drive, the, I'll drive to Mississauga every other day. Right. But there. it's like, if you make it that, if you don't achieve that goal, you've not, you've, you've somehow not succeeded. No. Oh, is no. That, that's where you, that's where you miss out. And that's where I think. That's the, where you miss out. What do you mean? That's where you miss out. You, well, you that's where you, like you, 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 you're like looking at the end goal down the road and you're missing out on the fact the kid had 10 years of camaraderie with good friends right. and learning, learning that's about the team important part right and there. Having a, having a lot of good memories they can re- remember to, where they went on tournaments in Niagara Falls, yeah. where they, Played mini sticks in the hotel, and they went in the swimming pool with their buddies. And we just yeah. took four of them to Florida, four teammates to Florida. It was great. Like not one argument, fight. Like they were great. They're they're a team. Like we got four kids on the team that we all hang out. They're four close kids. Right. And I it think when you make what, them play better because they're friends. That's they're buddies, they're, right? They're they look out for each other, and that's how it should be. But when they when you forget when you think you're doing it for that end goal where you're going to get money. It's like this podcast, even. If I thought I was doing this for the money, and I just was doing this just for the money, I'd be so discouraged right now with my fifty-seven cent earnings <laughs> that I wouldn't want right to that I wouldn't want to do one next week, right? That's right. Like I'm done. You gotta do it because you love it, right? <laughs> I like doing it, and Barney likes me when I do it. He says you should do it next week. Yeah. I want to hear another one. Right? I do so, every every week. I fucking plan for the next one. Yeah, yeah, I do. So as long as there's guys like that, even if I just have Barney and the Haitian Dwarf, then I'm going to make one next week, right? That It's not about money. And the same thing with hockey. If you if you know you can at least have the skill where you can pick, you can play men's league hockey or a little shinny with your buddies or pond hockey out there or whatever you're going to do, and you, can, you have the skill set where you can go out there and mix it up and have a good time and have a few laughs playing hockey, then you've, then you've succeeded. And then anything you get past that is just gravy. It's gravy, yeah. I, I, I always like to say we're, we're not developing hockey players. We're developing human beings. Really, we are. That's all it is. It's getting a group of kids together, and it's about teaching them about a team sport, learning how to work hard every single day, control what you can control, don't worry about the shit you can't, and have the wisdom to know the difference between the two. Everybody's and, you know, different. Everyone's and don't everyone's stop with 45 you seconds know, we, left we've in the game. We've got 15 different personalities. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We've got 15 different personalities on a team, but we all have one goal in common. You learn And that's working hard. Yeah, yeah. And that's what you learn. Yeah, yeah. That's what I love about team sports. I wish I could finish on that note, but we have to address this crazy hockey parents question. So we're going to end the show kind of with this one. We'll... Why do you put a time limit on your shows? Know, I'm just curious. I'm not doing it. I'm just saying we're, we're about it. We're no, no, pop- but... I'm just, just I'm for curious. You were a crazy hockey parent once to me, eh? Oh, I'm glad he brought oh, this let's up. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. This is let's true. This is actually dead true. He tried, to, he tried to find my coach. He picked a fight with my coach because I was a third, fourth liner. <laughs> so he, he was your dad. He was your crazy dad. My dad didn't you to do it. Come to my, it was my mom, but my brother did come. <laughs> no, my brother, so, yeah. my brother awesome. did come to a game, and um, I was sitting. On the bench, but I had my spot on the team and smile on my face, right? I was still on the team, right? He's playing rap, but he was... They, I'm not a rap Okay, let him tell a story. All right, all right. My brother freaked out like a crazy hockey mom picking a fight with with Steve Stewart, my my old coach. We don't need names. All right, sorry. Yeah, we do. I had Stewie as a coach. He's yeah, like an animal. Impressive animal. It was an animal. It would have torn my brother right apart. Oh, yeah, he's an upper. I was probably... How, how old were you? Like Pee Wee? 
Yeah. And so how old's that? How old's Pee Wee? You were just finished hanging kill, so you thought you were drunk. 13, 13, 14, so I was about 16, <laughs> yeah. 17. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. Okay, so you're just full jacked, piece of vinegar, yeah. Just jacked hanging kill for a year. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had to shit. drive him to the rink. I drove him to the rink, right? Okay, so you're putting time in like a parent would. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay, and and so, so I'm on. sitting in the stands. Yeah. And I'm sitting in the stands, and I'm watching my brother sit there, paid the same amount of money that the guy that's out there for all every shift is paying. Yeah. But he sits in the middle of the bench and is lucky to see a minute a game in ice. And this is peewee hockey. And I'm I'm thinking it's minor hockey. If you don't want to play them, then put them in, put them in house league to let the guy see the ice. But we paid the same as everyone else, so why can't he? Why can't he play? Okay. So either like cut them or play them. Can I ask you a this question? This was playoffs, so this, it was okay. playoffs. That was my question. Is that playoffs or is that regular season? It was playoffs. I don't remember. Okay. Well, you don't remember, but yeah. do you remember for oh, sure? Yeah, it's it playoffs? Play, it okay. Playoffs. I just got, I'm trying to learn, like, I, I'm trying I to look at Stewie's perspective because. So you were like the bottom of the I liked him the as a coach. And, yeah, I was. I was definitely and, the nope. last pick on the team. I was the last but, pick on the team, but I was, I was, I'd, I'd come up with some good points. Can I tell I, you? Pete, can I yeah. tell you what he was thinking though? I'm thinking. Well, hey, th- I'm thinking what he was thinking, anyways. But I mean, this is what I just because I've been. I'm a coach now. Yeah, yeah. Please and do. and there's a little, there's there's some parents that just think their kid needs to play more than what they should be playing. And at the beginning of the year, I told them all, it's like I'm gonna play every kid the same amount. It's regular season. Everybody makes the playoffs. Everyone gets a fair opportunity to develop at whatever pace they want to develop at. And as the team goes on, as the year goes on, you know, we're going to play in a tournament. I will go down and I'll select some players for the power play or the penalty kill or matching lines or whatever. If we can extend the game on. So if it's playoffs, we can play another game. I'm going to play the best players when we, at crucial times. Right. And if it's, and when you're in rep, when you're in rep hockey. That's the that's, way it is in rep. That's the way it should be. That's right. And that's the way it is. And so yeah, that's yeah. what you sign up for. House League is roll the lines no at matter the, what. At the point when I'm a 16-year-old kid. And I'm just looking at it like, why is my brother sitting there? And I see how much it hurts him, and he's my brother, and I love him. And I'm sitting there saying, well, you know, I think this is this is crap because I see how much this is. I think he can do as good as as he should have the right to try to prove himself that he should be there. He's not going to get any better sitting on the bench. Do you know why you thought that way, though? <laughs> well, I probably wasn't there in the regular because, season either. Yeah, just you watch didn't him play. know the game. I, yeah. Well, that's, that's exactly right, and, too. And that's a problem, too, because a lot of the help that we get in hockey nowadays is – is a lot of people that, you know, they're volunteering, but sometimes the volunteer is just not good enough. And they're teaching their kids the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? No, you're, you're bang on right. Like, I mean, th- to be honest, I have, no, I have no way to defend myself against what I did back when I was 16 years old or 17 years old. I was wrong. Like, if I, if I, if I, if I, the good thing was you were only 16 years old. Yeah. The, the bad thing is we got parents that are, you know, old enough to know better. Yeah. Got to get off the rink and just let him have fun. He's only three years you older. Know? I mean, right? He just wanted me to play. Right? Yeah. yeah. I was looking at it like yeah, exactly. He's, and that's a great a, brother, man. Like it was a great brother, but yeah, not the day. I was picking the wrong fight. Yeah, that guy would have killed me. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least you're looking up, looking after your little brother. I was though. sitting on the bench, going, "Oh my God, be oh yeah, shut up." Like, oh, I was swearing like an idiot. Like yeah. I was just a jerk. I even was ashamed of myself. There's like two times I remember being that ashamed of myself. One was at the Delhi Hockey Arena, yelling at my brother's coach, and I remember being ashamed as heck because that was just I even knew at that age that I was doing something stupid, you know. The other time was when I went to the Brantford Civic Center to watch wrestling, and it was Aaron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov versus the U.S. Express, Barry Windham and Mike Rotunda, and the referee, the Nikolai Volkov and the Aaron Sheik had the belts at the time, and it was a dark match after the 
Maple Leaf Wrestling that they taped. It was a dark match, so it was just for the crowd that was there at the Civic Center. And I remember that the referee was distracted, and the and the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov cheated terribly to to retain the titles. And I remember yelling at the uh, I remember yelling at the referee that he was a stupid bitch, you know, just screaming at him. I think I was ten years old, like call him a stupid bitch, and you missed that, huggy, you blind, you know, like I screaming at him. And then Wrestling after mom. I after I left, I remember thinking like I know this is fake. Like why did I get so yeah. into it? But I just got into it. Eh? Thank God! Thank <laughs> God his kids didn't like so, hockey. He would have been freaking retarded. He would have been the crazy he'd be like, That's why he's asking. Oh, yeah. That's why he's asking. He's like, oh. is he would have been crazy. You're like, thank God, Maya said no. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> no, it's true. You know, I I think about it all the time, and this is what the my ho- crazy hockey parents said to me. I want to get this question up before we. So otherwise I'll forget about it. What are the best ways to deal with teen cancers at a youth level? Parents are always destroying the team from within. No, that's the question he had. No, I think what he's getting at here is that, and uh, it depends on skill level. We mentioned Eric Lindros earlier. Is there a, is there a time? Like, I mean, like parent, the parents of the kid, the kid being what he is, kid being, or she, you know, that kid is, uh, enjoys hockey. The skill level is what it is. You can judge the kid for the kid's merits. Like, like when it comes right down to it, if you're a coach, if you're in the, if you're involved in in, in de- developing the team or whatever, you look at the kid for the kid's merits. But if it comes to a coin toss between two children, yeah. and one children's parents are They're crazy, <laughs> and the other uh, the other uh, kid's parents are normal, like or at least tolerable, he makes the yeah. team. Then the tolerable kid makes the team, that's and that's. Wisdom. And that is something that parents need to understand. That's just common there sense. Po- that's politics. <laughs> and argue, like, you know what? Even politics. if the player... If okay. you're not going to be a coach on the team, right? Like, you got to realize that what you do as a parent will, hands down, down the road, when he's playing peewee midget and trying to make those teams to make the junior team to move on to higher levels. Right. A p- being a bad parent, is gonna hurt your child, so like back off, right? Drop him off at the rink, like what she said. Yeah, or a bad big brother. Like I have to admit, uh, the year after I yelled at Paul's coach, Paul did not make the rep team. <laughs> eh? That, is that not true? Hey, that's true. I did play rep until then. Until <laughs> I ruined it for you, and that, I, but then that, I had the best years of my life because I was the top notch on the team. Yeah. But before that, I was fourth, fifth line, right? Like, yeah. Well, it's a, to be honest with you, line. that was the w- chance. Ice time's going to make a you difference. need that. You know, as a young kid, if you're just board, that borderline player, mm-hmm. and if you can make the rep team, but you might not play as much, you know what I mean? Sometimes it's best to go down the level when you're young and, and get that confidence up because oh, every yeah. kid needs I was the captain right? of my team. Went but, from yeah. like that to the captain of my team. Yeah, Lead when goal scorer. Lead goal scorer. Me, loving me and loving hockey again. Yeah, loving um, hockey again. Right. Yes. Exactly. Just no, for the George sport, Lee, I, right? me scored like so many goals. My mom took us to a a tournament in Barrie. We went like where they overtime, yeah. where they take a guy off every minute, yeah. and it went down to one on one. And I was the dude they left on the ice, yeah. played the whole third period. We Paul's, actually Paul's hockey moment. This is my hockey. Story. Yeah, it is a hockey That's moment. It's awesome. well worth telling. But I want to slow it down a bit, Paul. So if I could, because <laughs> this is a great story. This is a great. This story. is a overtime tied game. Overtime. They go into a, it's like a it's like a we elimination overtime. We Elimin- were down eight nothing oh. going into the third. Eight to zero. How many how many of those eight goals did you score though? I probably scored like six, and George scored like a double hat trick. 
Oh, yeah, no, no shit. shit. In the third period. The third I did never period. knew. In the like third touch. period. Like, we went like in, quarterback ju- juicy right food at the second. We took the goalie <laughs> that let in eight shots and said, come on, you suck. We're putting in, in Condi. Condi's going in net. Right? Congo, shout out. Um, <laughs> He's a good goalie. He's a good goalie. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Congo, see, he wasn't on the rep team either, but he's a good goalie. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Still a good goalie, yeah. yeah. Oh, we just played against him uh, Tuesday night. Yeah, um, yeah. So we go to this down, we score eight goals, tie it up, 8-8. Eight, eight. Going to overtime, we go through the overtime, then it goes down to elimination every minute. They take a man off the ice. I played the whole third, the whole overtime. <laughs> we were tired. So and they go down from four, like to five on five, to f- and every minute they go to like four yeah. on four, three on three. three on three, two on two. So they're down to the where it's one on one. One on one, and go, the guy wins the draw, but he pass, gets behind me, and Con- Condi comes skating out to the blue line, passes it up to me to the red line, because you could have two line passes then, so I had to stay on this side of the red right. line. Went deep all the way down, slid it under the goalie. It was great. Then my whole team jumped on me after playing the whole – I thought I was dead. That's hey? awesome. My mom was bawling in the stands. It was great. Got a plaque, yeah. just a plaque, like a four by six. Do you still have it to this day? Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah? That no, was awesome. It's yeah. like B champion. Yeah, for sure. Barry's yeah, like, B champion. <laughs> <We're double laughs> right. But that's if you would have won – That's your defining moment. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah if, it's if the you, best hockey it's story like, ever. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> if you would have won the OMHA championships, like the Ontario championships, Championships for uh, for Bantam Rep, and you sat on the middle of the bench the whole time and saw a minute of ice time. You wouldn't care. You wouldn't be telling that story today, right. right? But you're in house league, and you end up having a great story to tell. Yeah. And that's that's what I wanted to say. I never got to ask this last time, but I always want. I wanted to ask this question. What do you think about like back Ryan when you grew up? You played minor hockey in Delhi. And you're able to take minor hockey and Delhi to midget, right? You play midget? No, I played Bantam, but oh, I got Bantam. called up to play with the midgets. Right. And so you played Bantam hockey in, in Delhi and then ended up somehow working that into a professional career. Whereas nowadays, do you think a kid without playing AAA hockey could stand a chance to make the pros? Like, could a guy who never, who just stayed in minor hockey into like a a double A or like a like a small market team or whatever I don't know what they call them but you know like a smaller double C like where we are now yeah in this neck of the woods in Norfolk County if you population never... sixty five thousand which you know you got five different centers yeah double C yeah double C could it, like could someone come from their local team in a small town and be able to to catch the attention of someone to draft you to ju- to, ju- to junior A or to if you're to... good enough they're gonna find you even if you're playing in a minor team. Absolutely. Is that kid going to develop as well without having the level of competition? You're, you're going to develop. You know what? The bottom line is having fun, hanging out with your 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 your, your buddies and having fun. What I see. That's who you're going to play better with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because I, last year I was coaching a novice rep team, and we had a kid that you know the father came and asked me if his kid should play. You know, he, he got invited to go play AAA in Will or some up in Niagara Falls somewhere. And I said, no, I don't think he should go. I think he should stay right here because he's too young to go away. It's too competitive at that age. It's just all about winning. It's not about having fun and, and just playing with your buddies from school. Mm-hmm. And that's what it should be about at this age. And I, then we until, lose all our good kids from yeah. our small towns because yeah. yeah. the AAA comes and tries to take them away. And they do. They, they take a lot of kids away. T- titles in Dover because those kids stayed in Dover, played, and then they can, when they get to midget, 
if they're gonna go jun- junior, they're gonna go junior B, right? Right. Yeah, but the other argument. Right? Yeah, but the and other then argument. Junior B, you'll go on, yeah. and then like you got the spring hockey and stuff, which is usually elite teams, which will showcase your kid if he is that good, right? Right, right. Once but I'm saying, if you want to develop your skills, like if you want to develop your skills, then the best way to do it is probably to be at home. No, like, well, there's a, you're con- it's a conflict. Do you need do you need to have better competition or do you need more ice time? You know, like that's the thing. Like, if you're going to develop your skill set, do you need more? If you're going to have more ice time in a small town, okay. Let, let me just 14 years or tw- Ed Jovanovski was, I think, just turned 12 when he started playing hockey. He's the captain of the Florida Panthers now. He was 12 when he started. 12 when he started, uh-huh. around that age. I don't know the exact age, but I know he was a late bloomer. One, I'm sure it was Ed Jovanovski, and you know, you don't need. You just need to have fun as a young kid. Just Throw him in there. Drop your kid off the rink. We got a kid on our team. He can't. He he he's so dedicated. He'll walk to the rink without being told. Like he, he won't have a ride. He won't call anybody. And he'll just show up to the rink at like six, six thirty in the morning, morning practice. Walk to the rink like three blocks. He's seven years old. Walk to the rink, and with like freezing cold out, man. Like I would never. The guy was like, call me, man. I'll come pick you up anytime. Yeah. Bring you the rake. Like, I'm a hockey mom. This I kid just loves it. Mini, <laughs> loves it. I got a minivan. And that's what you got to have right there. <laughs> Load them yeah. up. Let's go yeah. to the rink. Okay. Yeah. Need a trailer you behind be the equipment. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's like anything else. Like, my daughter plays trumpet, and I'm and I'm always like, you don't practice enough. And I'm like, you know what? If I have to bug you to practice your trumpet, mm-hmm. then you shouldn't play trumpet. That's right. You should you, you should love it so much that you don't have to tell you to do it. Like, you should just want to do it. And if the kid wants to do it, then the kid's going to find their own passion in life and then try to excel. As soon as the parent tries to push their will on the kids, you know, yeah. then, then they're... Then they're like, then they're not being true to what that kid's path right. is. Like as getting far as yelled I'm at you on the f- way home from the rink because you you yeah. suck. Yeah, you gotta yeah. find well, out you what your, your kid, kid likes. You're you just know? learning how to play hockey. Of course you suck. Right? <laughs> you, don't, you don't need your dad telling you you suck, right? No, I know. Yeah, wait till the kid finds something that it likes, and then and then you yeah. say, hey, fuck, and then you're then getting like, yeah, good you at that, right? You're getting good. Right, and then they keep doing giving them praise on what they're doing, kind of thing. If the parents are pushing it, to you got to be the best, right? They're going to what, Whatever it you. is you want to do, not what, yeah. you know, what the guy Buddy wants to do. Whatever it is you want to do, do the do the best that you can at it. Yeah. You don't like it, then, you know, make make a different decision then. That's right. Change something. Well, it's you did it. You're a banker. <laughs> yeah, I did too, yeah. <laughs> You're a banker now. I was a banker. Now, what do you do now, Pete? I'm retired. I'm retired. I end up. Retarded. Uh, He's a podcast guy. <laughs> He's free. I make fifty-seven cents a year. No, he does. He does work. He does work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he works. No, every I, day. absolutely. He's, He's a Dutchman. He, He's going to work. He's, He's definitely working. He isn't. Maybe I'm a Tomasry uh, franchise genius. Who we'll knows? see, <laughs> guys. I either have to. I either have to pause the show and pee, or like end it now. So why we don't need you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you want to talk without me? Let's see what you can do. Hey, sure. go take a piss, Pete. I want to find out with Barney. Barney, when have you been growing that beard since? Since November. That is great. Yeah. Like since the snow started flying. Basically. So as soon as the first snow fell, fell, well, you're like, I, I, I made a small goatee at the time. Okay. Yep. And then I just, I just let it all go. I trimmed up, like I, I hit the bottom of my neck, but like, it's all. You're All natural, hairy. like under you are hairy. Like it is. It's, it's, it's like the best I've ever up, like, seen you look. Part of my and, mustache, like I try to try to chop it up. 
in but like years of friendship, that is the best like he has ever it's looked. That big. In my opinion, he could get way more pussy now than he ever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, by far. Yeah. Like, look at it. There's a lot of like, women that look at me. They we, like beards. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, we they should like start a band. Legs. Like, can you play the banjo or the spoons or anything? Like, anything. Uh, maybe a washboard. I don't care. Yeah, you look good on a washboard. Hey. Let's do it. Like, we, a face like that, we need to start a band. That's all there is to it. <laughs> For real, right? Well, I'll. I'll I, hey, they think I'm a hockey mom. I got a set of drums. I, I, got a, I got a set of drums. I'm hundred percent sure they're little drums. I got a set of drums in my. Basement, I wear them around my waist. A with three a, quarter with a belt. scale bass guitar, and then in Nashville we bought uh, Logan a electric guitar, a little electric guitar with a little amp okay. that matches his hearing aid. So now we got the electric, the bass, and the drums That's in awesome. the basement. And all I need now is a center mic and some lights. So what's Logan uh, playing the bass? If, if you set the kids up, every once in a while, it's the worst noise you've ever heard in your whole life. That's how you get better. But they're still down there learning something and playing something. And it's terrible, Very man. I'm, uh, you just want to, like, yell at them, stop this noise, right? But really, they're learning something. And maybe in 10 years, 15 years from now, I can throw my garage door up. And if I got three boys just rocking out, like that would be, that would be yeah. awesome, fucking right, man. Right? And it's, it's crazy not really hockey dad turns into a crazy rock and roll. Yeah. Well, it, well, there'd be a hockey. Well, just, what would you rather somewhere. be? One of the first, right? It's it's not not just, uh, I guess you'd have to use a goalie. You stick just or gotta have it there for them, right? It's just like hockey. You yeah. give them the opportunity to play hockey, either they take it or not. I'm giving them the opportunity of rock and roll. It's painful. Good for you. But it's painful now. It is terribly painful. But you got to give them the opportunity, hey. right? That's what we've all been saying. Yeah, but you know and what? And then people think I'm crazy for buying all these loud instruments. I love it. It, it may be a little painful to the ears, but hockey is way more painful physically in the whole back. You know, oh, it's you like, take go, your kids go, go, at the go, beginning go, of the year. I'm go, like, Jesus go, Christ. Go, go, This is go. a pain in the ass. <laughs> you got to constantly lift your kid up. Get here, take this chair and go. Yeah, it'll be nice when your kids tie their own skates and get their own equipment on. Yeah, like, in the I can't wait. Like, like, just tie their own next skates. Next year, I can't even go in the dressing room. It's great. It's going to be great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Adam, you know what? Drop your kid off. I might, for I sure, might even absolutely. have, I might, that'll be a rule. I might have to start coaching or helping out or something. But who knows? If my kid doesn't make the rep team, I bet you I'll coach some house league teams and have some fun. Yeah. yeah, but I wish the best for him. He he just got hurt. He hurt gold. He gives her everything he's got. The, yeah, he just, does, man. He he. We got him playing he left defense because his his right eye is blind, right? Yeah. What percentage? But he's blunt, fully blind in his left. So eye. we got him playing left D. No. Yeah, right we got his. We, he shoots right. We got him on yeah. left D on his opposite wing, so his blind sides to the boards just in case. Like so, when he gets older, he can keep. So he doesn't get blindsided, but I think it might be horseshit thinking me thinking like I'm a blind guy and I'm not a blind guy. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Wherever he, he feels more comfortable, he can fucking see like, as much. But he as does. I can. He does like. He does like that side. Yeah, he yeah, likes yeah. that side so. because you're turning your head towards the middle more right, so, right? right? Like there, right? Yeah, you want to be able to see the boards for sure. If anyone's gonna get by you, but you can just turn. You're you're always looking towards the middle. Yeah. For the most yeah. part, that's what we just gotta let them go as as they go. They might be their defense now. They might be a winger next year, right? Mm-hmm. I went from D to centerman. Defense. Well, Van Dyke's, our Van Dyke family has been uh, notoriously stay-at-home defensemen. Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> you see Rhea. Rhea is like a brick wall back there. Rhea holds – Logan and Rhea play together. Yeah. My son and um, Ryan's, she, Ryan's daughter. daughter play together uh, as defense partners. And 
Um, Reyes saves Logan's ass and makes Logan look good. Logan might get most improved player, but it's because he plays with Rhea. <laughs> like, for sure, she holds the lineup. But, like, together, she'll tell him, like, go there, go there, and he'll only listen to her, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. The other guys, fuck, fuck you, I'm just as good as you. But Rhea talks to him. She's pretty stern. <laughs> yeah, she's a she's a general out there, right? Yeah, right. Like he yeah. listens up, right? Yeah. She'll kick my ass. <laughs> yeah. It's great. I love it. It's a great, great defensive line. I hope they play all the way through, and I think Rhea will. She'll... Well, that's a, that brings me to my point. I'd like to end the show with, and uh, that is that it's always nice when you have family that you can count on to watch your back and and take care of you. And we're lucky, and this show, and and or like. This we had uh, Kevin Van Dyke joke one time that this show is like uh, Van Dyke Radio. It's like our family, the Van Dyke Empire's radio station. <laughs> and uh, when I hear about Logan and Rhea, and uh, I could see kind of what the cousins looking out for each other, it it uh, it just stresses this point that you know we're very very fortunate to be part of such a large family that has um, that always has each other's back, that's always there for one another. And no matter how tough it gets with our family, uh, there's so many of us uh, that are so tight that uh, uh, we're really blessed to have each other to look out for one another when times get tough. And uh, I hope that the family listening to this program knows that we're we're always there in full force to give you any support you need. And uh, we love you, uh, love each other very much. So that's how I want to end this show. And uh, thank my guests for coming. And uh, we hope to see you next week. Uh, thank you very much. I'm Pete Van Dyke. This is Life from the Dutch Hall. You can follow me on Twitter at Dutch Hall on Twitter. Don't buy anything from Amazon. Amazon. Go. Yeah. Don't go on Amazon. Go don't. on Life from the Dutch I'm, Hall and touch my and hit yeah. my banner and buy I'm a lot of stuff. Exactly. Amazon. How much are you saving exactly? I want to know. I uh, want to exactly invoice Amazon for my time. Well, go. Yeah. Like, <laughs> make sure you're getting a good deal. There's certain well, things. No, if, no I, if I, I want to buy a fucking. Uh, Go to Delhi, buy it in Delhi. <laughs> no, go online and buy it. Why can't I get more? I got to pay for more equipment if I'm going to make this better. And I'm going to Delhi. If we want to end this, we want to end it. We'll we'll end it this way. I just want to know how much I'm saving. If I I don't want to make an extra step to buy something. I like going no, to the, the fun the, store the, and the buying it when it's on sale. That's what I want. Like, seriously, the yeah, benefit of the, the yeah, benefit of Amazon is that you can go online, you can get a good deal. You can, there's even shop a shop from your underpants. You can shop from your underpants. They'll deliver it to your house. So if you want to go to Walmart and get a four hundred fifty dollar memory foam mattress we saw they had on amazon.ca uh you can go get it for 450 bucks or you can go we on amazon at, we we're looking at blenders and we could get we could we went to amazon and we can get cheaper somewhere else yeah Even then get it somewhere go. else okay yeah Same my model and everything yeah <laughs> so we gotta get this figured out you're gonna be if you're gonna be promoting something like amazon and getting paid 13 cents a fucking <laughs> whatever it is or 57 cents now it better be worth it if yeah. you're taking up that much time well, that's why I said no. I, but that's the only way I'm going to get paid. But then you you got to go to the if you go to the side where it says seventy percent off, go to the deals page on the top. It'll say Ryan's page or whatever. Okay. There, beside right that, there's deals page. I want a good deal because I'm. You go to deals page Dutch. and then pick pick seventy percent off. Pick yeah. the seventy percent off or the fifty percent off, and you can on the right on the left hand column. And then you'll get the good deals. And I if like you, how you said four hundred and fifty dollars purchases, not like the buy the toilet yeah. paper for a buck fifty. We've got a couple of people have bought a couple of books, and that's how I've gotten paid. Two different books have been purchased, and that's how I got my fifty-seven cents. 
I'm just saying, if you maybe want to buy something bigger, then I get yeah. more more of it. But anyways, if you want a TV, Amazon's got the 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 best TV offer. If you find an offer better than what Amazon's got for TVs, they will refund the difference Not to market, you. Market what about anything? They should in two in two weeks find after anything purchase. Anything that's cheaper than uh, all they do it for uh, is TVs. Okay. TVs. Right, I'm telling you what you can get. If you right. want a TV, yeah, no, you get. It. I'm not gonna lie to you. If it's not as good, it's not as good. Anyhow, <laughs> <laughs> we only want. Why do you want to screw up my stuff? I'm going to have to get better sponsors. I'll get a sponsor that's giving you something you can't resist. Resist. What do you like? I don't know. Anything. I'm going to go with rolling papers. (laughs) 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 Zigzag guy. I'm in. (laughs) I'm getting zigzag for next week's podcast. Beauty. Wait, so Pete, so how do you get paid from Amazon? Amazon gives me a percentage of the purchase of what you buy. Four percent. Okay, so how do you get paid when someone buys a book? They buy the so book. How do you get the fifty-seven cents? Yeah, they give me a check in the mail. Really? They no, cut it out? Yeah. But how are you associated with the book? Oh, but you go to www.livefromthedutchhall.com, and then there's an Amazon banner. You click it. Whatever you purchase, then sends me something. To, sends me a percentage. So this is like this is, shit. So this is like people who liked Pete Van Dyke also liked. Yeah, they bought this. They, no, they, I don't, they bought. They, they bought. They, they bought, bought it. Toilet paper. Or, yeah, yeah, toilet yeah. paper. That's the, that's the thing. You can set it up that they'll deliver toilet paper once a month to your house. Shit Amazon tickets. will do that. Shit you, on delivery. <laughs> and you get a discount for that. So if you want to do that, where you don't want to go to the store to buy a shit ticket, but well, they'll send it to your house. Hey, if they can send it to my house and you don't pay like an extra buck, I'd definitely do that. They do it. Okay. They do it. We, I gotta get on. Okay, I've been looking for a way to get, to relate to you people. Yeah, get this you thing gotta break it down in layman's terms. Hey, eh? we're no bankers here. Hey, what's going on with the bankers that are committing suicide now? I hear a lot of that shit. <laughs> they finally they they wised up because what, it's a horrible what? life. It's a horrible <laughs> life. What, what is going on with the bankers that are committing suicide? It's a terrible because they realize they're evil they pricks. They're evil pricks, and they Pete, need to. Is your hair growing back? How many? Is it suicide in the last little while? Boy, this is a real beat up to end the show, eh? It's a real. It just, <laughs> this is a bit of a, well, it's a barrage. I went like, from a sentimental moment. We're in a garage here. To, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to but seriously, down. your yeah. your foot hair is not growing back. I don't know. Like now, you don't give a fuck. Like your feet. No, look, it's grown. It's some of it's grown back. I got a stripe of it. Oh, you still got the same socks on. Why do you fucking lose the socks? You don't need to eat. He bought them years ago. He bought these socks. He still gotta wear them till they get holes. Can I ask you why bankers are horrible people? In in general, I know you're not painting them all with the same paintbrush. Yeah, it's just like probably like. Cops, no, right? There's a lot of good cops, but and it's not true. It's not true. I, I have to. There's because there are bankers that listen to to this, and there are people I used to right. work with, and, and, all are, and, some, and some they're not like, all the same. It's like well, hockey parents. Yeah, that's right. Well, it's a different world, man. It's like almost. It's a whole. I could talk a whole another episode on on I'll it. Just uh, touch on it. But uh, but you know, like uh, I just feel that uh, when you get into the corporate structure, it's about maintaining your own. Uh, gig, you know, like it, it becomes a point after a while. You're not doing what's right for, for the customer or for your or for mankind or what's right for the world. You're doing what's right for you, and you're maintaining your position. And you when know, you say you, do you mean like anyone that works in a corporate structure, yeah, so SEC or CIBC or RBC? Yeah, or Walmart or or uh, uh, Research in Motion or like BlackBerry or, or, or uh, you know, any big any, corporation yeah. that's like, you know, past the point where you're not, uh, 
you're not doing it for your for what's right anymore. You're doing it to answer to profitability goals to the shareholders, or you're doing it for money, or you're doing it for status or something that's not right. Then you end up doing things that are probably not, you know, you, they don't make sense. You know, you know a person's going to be able to pay you back. You should be able to get them that money. That's what I think. And I was a lender, so I looked at lending money to a guy. And if a guy, I knew the guy's going to pay me back. There's no way that guy's not going to pay me back. I resented the fact I couldn't get that loan approved without hassle because I knew that I was, and I was right most of the time. So it was a frustrating, you know, and, and the guy needed to get someone to stick his neck out for him because that's the only way he could ever make it. Otherwise, the only way to make money is to already have it. And then, and to me, that's like not the right way to build our uh, economy. You should be making kids, like young people do well and, you know, and all that stuff. And people that just want to work hard and do the right things, they should have a chance to do so. But it, it, that's not how the so, structure's set up. Shit, so shit sandwiches don't taste good. So yeah. you're saying... <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that, I like, couldn't eat one. You're, you're terrible at eating a shit sandwich. Oh, I don't like shit. Oh, no. And Pete... Pete <laughs> ate them for years like i think they grew a belly on them <laughs> they did too that's a belly of shame <laughs> eating a church is gonna so get another buck he gave it up yeah no that's right i, 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 I told i was telling my brother for years i said you know eventually i'm gonna i i'm thinking of either going completely um Nuts. off the rails <laughs> or uh I'll just stick this out for another 10 years. Yeah, or whatever. Just let it Late, go. Be yourself. <laughs> Keep it real. And Paul said, uh, I can't wait till you lose your mind, eh? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. You're it's way here. cooler now than Actually, you ever were. I, I thought it was yeah. coming a little, uh, about a month, and a, or about a year ago. Uh, there, <laughs> I, I thought you were going to lose your mind then, and uh, you haven't yet. So. Oh, oh no, I think I, I have. I wait, think this is no, lost. It's gone. He wants to express so much more, but he's still a little afraid to do it, I feel. yeah. He's and not he eating no more to, shit sandwiches. You think so? He, yeah, that's what I feel. <laughs> you think I'm? Oh, well, you might be right. I think just, that one. You're, you're just kind of feeling this out a little bit and kind of getting some feedback. Yeah, if more people go on Amazon and hit the banner, <laughs> and yeah, I would have like maybe shop for bullshit. Just give me a yeah. hundred bucks, yeah. then maybe I would feel like, right. hey, you know what? Yeah. Maybe you know, we'd have real I, Red Bull, not like some rip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't be buying toilet not, paper. Not, not money in the bank. All right, here's the here's the final thing to end the show. This is the last thing to end the show. It's a challenge to my listeners. I thought the other day because the Haitian dwarf's plight, and he said he was a he was a he was a professional uh, uh, dwarf tosser, like a guy that was get tw- tossed, tossed. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I thought, well, you know what? If I can find a way to give this guy some work, then I would be more than happy to help out. So if someone could find a way for me to enlist the services of a dwarf to toss, then to if you find a dwarf tossing service somewhere on the internet, <laughs> if you find a way that I can hire a dwarf to throw, to throw against the wall. first party? I'm thinking about renting a hall in Delhi. Is what I'm thinking about doing. Like, I, I will rent the wall. I will rent the hall and put a Velcro wall up. If you find me a dwarf, I can toss oh, it to that wall. We gotta get a hold of Wee Man. This is gonna be a great, great Dutch party. <laughs> yeah, and I and if if it's just a small crowd, we're at the Polish. If we can get more people, we're at the Hungarian. Then German, then Belgian, right? <laughs> if we can fill the Belgian hall, we do it. It's gonna be a great party. I'll get Crown the Lion to play. We'll throw a dwarf against the wall, and the dwarf will be my guest on the show. Live so, from the Dutch hall. Oh, <laughs> that'd be awesome! 
So we're try- that's what I'll book. My 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 promise to my my listeners is I will book this event. I will book the hall and find the venue to make it happen. We'll do a live episode of Life in the Dutch Hall. And we will throw a, a dwarf at one point in time, even though I'm morally against it, just to help out the Haitian dwarfs uh, people. And uh, Why are you obsessed with yeah. small have, people? Have you ever seen him do a cartwheel? <laughs> yeah. He, he is the he funniest is a shit you ever seen. And I'm proportionally like similar to them, too. Yeah, I find I, I have long, long okay. torso, yeah. short legs. Yeah. So I just feel like a, a, a kin, like a, a, a kinship okay. to them. Yeah. I just love them. I, I just yeah, love them. I'm fascinated by I don't know why. Since I've been a little kid, I've been fascinated. So I don't know what it is. <laughs> I mean no, no disrespect to them. I just really am fascinated. That's why I would never want to toss one, but I would enjoy well, talking to, to why they would want to be tossed. Like right. I want to get the interview. I would like to be tossed. If I could, I would. If you could toss well, me, but you can't bushes. toss me. That's for sure. If you could be thrown, well, no, get right or I don't trust it. anyone that's tossed me. It's got to. You got to do that the right. <laughs> you you got to hit that with your arms back first. Well, you wear a whole Velcro <laughs> helmet for sure. <laughs> this is the hardest show to end I've ever had. <laughs> it's went on for like uh, at least a half hour. We're one thirty-four. We're this is a record-long show. We well, win. Well, with your. All right, good. All right, we're going to end it. We're going to end the show right now because it's just deteriorating to nothing. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next week, everybody. <laughs> that was long as hell. We about to hop out of that. Did it.